the the next question that I said, the next thing that I sent you on the email was the uh, how important kicking is in your program, and how do you implement that? You know, a lot of the in America, I don't know uh, in, in in your side of the world, but in America, a lot of coaches think in the last 10, 15 years, the kicking is the key, you know, and a lot of people are kicking. Now, I'm not talking about just teaching them how to do the underwaters because that's a different, but just kicking, you know, how much volume do you do of kicking, um, you know, if anybody wants to start with that, that would be great. If nobody wants to start, that would be great, that would be great too. I can start that. I'll go if I'm, I'm still uh, talking. Awesome. Go ahead. Um, I, I've kind of changed around over the years as to, as to the, the different volumes of kicking. Like, I, as a base, like, kicking has always been a massive thing, but I, I found that by thinking about kicking, kicking, kicking so much, um, I started to neglect the, the pull of, of the stroke. I mean, especially freestyle butterfly, like, it is still a fundamental um, propulsion factor in terms of, of, of going through the water. So, yes, you know, we, we ended up finding we had some people who were really good at kick, good kick with a board, good kick without a board, like not bad underwater, but actually with very poor feel and timing for, the, for their, um, once they put the arms in. So they're kicking like Billio, like, I don't know, six, eight beat leg kicks, but with their arms just flopping through the water. So we've actually implemented quite a bit more pool um especially for the older ones um in recent times and then you know adding adding fins to the pool and snorkels with the pool but actually as a pool focus um as well as all the kicking just and, and that might change again i guess but i, I just kind of found that it was it was quite interesting and, and and again it really depends on your athlete right you've got some athletes who you know, who love swimming 10Ks and basically don't know how to kick at all. And you've got other, other swimmers who are, who've got great leg kicks who rely on that leg kick heavily. So I think like what Doug said before, it's just knowing each individual athlete and being able to being able to try and differentiate that whatever way you can, especially when you've got big groups of 20, 30 swimmers, you know. So I still believe a lot in the kick for sure, definitely, but not at the expense of, of the first third of the catch, which is what I was finding um, a lot with our swimmers. I, one of the things we noticed, and uh, taking ages to, to work out, like why are some of these swimmers, why can they just not catch the water? And, and I actually realized so many of them at the age group level, they're, and it's a simple thing, their pinky is down. And like I remember being taught, and, and obviously it's not great for the shoulder now, but I remember being taught years ago, you just have to enter the water with your thumb and your hand facing out. And obviously we don't do that anymore. We talk about entering here. But what I find is they start to enter like this. And as soon as you do that, your pinky's down, the elbow's dropped, and there's no way of keeping a high elbow. And your whole first third of your catch, which we know is 90% of, of the, the power on the stroke is gone. And so that's something that we've worked a lot on with our fundamental kick, actually just the angle of the hand, like saying like this is actually okay with the pinky slightly up at an angle, but the one degree past that that neutral position is is a nightmare, basically. And it, it's taken me a long time to work out why these international school kids, especially, why are they? Why can they not catch the water properly? And so we're just trying to integrate that, the timing of that with the the catch of the hand, with kick and pull. So, 
Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, anybody else wants to jump in? Uh, well, uh, I think, um, you know, uh, to be able to kick well, and actually, you cannot get wrong with kicking, I think. Especially that, all, like, when I used to swim with kick, I think we kicked, like, so much, like, probably 50% of every, every single workout. Uh, but, for example, myself, we, I wouldn't say we kick a lot. Um, I don't know whether it is good or not, but we're just trying to kick, uh, kick uh, always fast. Uh, we do a lot of kick in uh, sight and all this kind of stuff and pins and you know you know just uh, more like a drills and more like for the feel and the range of the kick and etc. Uh, but we're just trying to cover all that with just fast, uh, longest probably 50 meters. Uh, we're trying to cover it over form of fast work or mix with pool or we don't we don't kick miles like six by one thousand. Like again, was a, a recent example of Gennady Turetsky, whereas one German girl could kick six, six by 1,000 meters, whereas last last 100 meters she has to kick like under a minute or something, like 100 meters or I don't know, whatever it is, something ridiculous times. We don't do that at all. Uh, it's trying to keep it short, sharp, fast, always. Don't kick, don't kick in aerobic like settings much. Like we don't kick always. Uh, 16 by 100 or whatever, 20 by 100, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I know, for example, for me, I kick normally, let's say, if I do a 5,000-year practice, I normally, it's gonna, oh, every day I'm going to kick anywhere between 800 and 1,200 every day. So fast, easy, on this, but every day. Uh, I, I think my kick pull, I work normally equally the same. In each practice, just because I don't know, it's, I, I try to do it very simple warm up, some kicking, some pulling, main set, some warm up. You know, sometimes the main set has a lot of kicking and pulling. Um, I know some sets that I've done that I keep doing that I've done for many years. That I, I got this set from Pierre Lafontaine. I don't know if you remember who he is. Uh, he coached in Canada and in the United States. And, um, but you know, like I, I used to do these balls a lot. You know, I, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a two-week kicking period that you can divide in different. But this is the hardest two weeks that you can imagine. And you pro, you try to you te you teach the kids to get to that point. You know, the first on Monday, on Monday, you go twenty-one hundred with ten seconds rest, best average. So that's pretty hard. On Tuesday, you do 10 100s on four minutes, all out fast. On Wednesday, you rest the legs, you recover a little bit. On Thursday, you do 15 100s with 10 seconds rest, all out fast. On Friday, you do seven 100s on four minutes, all out fast. Well, the, the 15 100s is best average, not all out fast. You try to figure out the speed that you can hold for 15. And, and then, the following week on Monday, you do 10 100s with 10 seconds rest. Best average, five 100s on four minutes, one day rest Wednesday, and then uh, five 100s with 10 seconds rest, and then three 100s on four minutes. And and you can do combinations because sometimes our balls, I used to do Monday and Tuesday, the kicking, 
and then Thursday and Friday the pulling, the same set, 21s and 15s, 21s and 15s, and, and then combine. Uh, uh, this year, for example, I didn't do this with my college kids, but we started, uh, we, we did 2100s with 10 seconds rest, best average, at least once a week for many weeks, you know. Um, and I like it. I like it a lot. I think, uh, you know, you have to have a balance of kicking and pulling and swimming. But I really think kicking is, is an important part of, we do a lot of kicking, um, teaching them how to do the foil kicking and the kicking underwater, you know, because in short course yards, in long course it's very important, but in short course yards it's very important. So every morning, three times a week, we do around 400 to 600 yards of kicking, you know, after dry land. And that's based all like kicking on your side, teaching them how to do the front kick, the back, the back kick, you know, full spectrum. So we do a lot. I really, I really like, uh, but I've been kicking, you know, when I was a swimmer, you know, as a brushstroker in the past, they thought the brushstroke was more driven, leg driven than pull driven, you know. Now I believe it's 50 50. Uh, I, I don't think it's more kick and pull. Some guys are very good kickers, and some guys are very good pullers and very small kick. But, uh, but I, normally it can be a 50 50. But I like, you know, I know, for example, somebody like Joseph Schooling developed a very good kick when he was 16 in one of those sets that we were doing. He could go 10 100s kick in low course with a kick work, 10 seconds rest, average 111 and finishing 106. That's pretty fast, you know. And, and if you watch him swim, he's like leg-driven type of swimmer. You know? His kick, watch him. Just watch his whatever races he's done. His kick is unbelievable. Boom, 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 boom. Now, you look at Santo Condorelli. He has an amazing kick when he swims. He couldn't kick under two minutes in long course to save his life. But the interesting thing, the interesting thing is that when he swam, he was able to connect so well his kick with his pull. When he was, and there's many swimmers like that. So that's, I think, what's important to, to teach them how to kick. You know, because he was a clear example that a person that cannot kick to save his life. But when he swam, he was leg driven like so much. If you watch his videos, it's like his legs are just moving him. Um, I agree with Taylor that you have to teach them how to catch the water. If not, they're going to be gone. You know, and but I also believe that it's important. So I don't know if anybody wants to say anything about this. Well, um, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go Miguel. Okay. Um, well, um, I share many of the people's perspectives and, um, um, I just want to add a couple of things. Um, because when we work on, on, on kick and I, I hate that we're always the same people talking. That's why I didn't want to jump in, but. Um, when we talk about kick, um, I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, a kick technique must be worked. And uh, there are two main things that need to be worked on kick technique. Number one is that we kick down and up at the same power speed. So when we measure people kicking, they kick down, they get a speed of two meters per second. They kick up at 1.4 per second, but that's trainable. If they do butterfly kick, 
say, with ankle weights, and they force kicking the ankle weight up. After we analyze them, we discover that the down kick thrusts a power of two meters per second, and the up kick also thrusts a power of two meters per second. So it's important that we work the technique on the kick. And um, the second uh, aspect that we work a lot on, and this um, Dr. Sokolovas uh, comes up with all these things and gives them to us, is we kick butterfly with a pull boy between the ankles so that you kick by bending the knees a lot less. And they go really slow at first, but when they kick with the pull boy between the ankles, they learn to connect the kick to the body and undulate more instead of bending the knees as much. Now, one of my coaches was Steve Baldman, and he's a coach at Texas A&M, and he's had a great success as well. And um, I was talking to him a year ago, and, and he said, you know, we're talking about when he was the assistant of the University of Georgia. He said, did they let you um, be part of the construction? And he said, yes, the main change I did was I made them kick a lot more. And the University of Georgia went from being very good, obviously, to winning. And I feel it's because I made them kick a lot more. And at Texas A&M, they kick a lot as well. So I, I try to kick. And when I uh, design the kick sets, I try to kick at every scope of the energy level. So Tuesday and Thursday, we'll do like you, a long set with short rest interval, maybe 2100s, and we do uh, two on one minute and then one on one forty and two on one minute and then one on one thirty, two on one minute and then one try to hold one twenty, whatever. But we also do mixed sets where we go four hundred swim, four fifties kick, one easy, one first thirty-five pass, one easy, one fast, and then a one hundred swim from a dive. And we do that maybe six times through on a tight interval. So that's an aerobic capacity set, but mixed with the kick. Um so I think combining it and making sure that we touch all the energy levels is important. And I think days where isolated kick helps a lot. And and I listen a lot to like I listen a lot to what you say and I listen a lot to what Steve said. Um, because I think you guys have accomplished uh, way more than than most of us. And and sometimes the simplicity of what you're explaining. Um, it's what we need. So, again, um, that's my take on that. Do a little bit of technical work and and try to work all the energy levels and try to listen to the people that know more than we do. Thanks. Jill, what do you have to say? Yeah. Uh, again, agreed with what you say. Uh, the only little piece that uh, I add um, to my kicking is I give them a target time. To work towards rather than just saying uh, whatever uh, kick uh, five one hundreds on a certain time um, I also give them a target time to work towards so uh, one of my my favorite kick sets for the backstroke and freestyle is uh, four times two hundred um, on four minutes but that but I give them a target time I want them to uh, depending on the levels either to try and uh, achieve a three forty five or a three thirty or or my, my strongest one was to go under one, um, sorry, to go under three minutes. So I only add that one element of giving them a, a target time to work towards, rather than just saying uh, 10 times 100 on two minutes, 
um, it would be 10 times 100 on two minutes with a target time of trying to achieve a certain speed. That's, that's great. Like, for example, when we do 2100s on with 10 seconds rest, the first time we cannot give them a target time. But what we try to do, if we have 70 people in the pool, because we do it all together, distance, sprinters, we do it all together. Uh, what we do is like, you know, we give them a total time and then they need to subtract like certain certain amount of time. Like, uh, you know, I think 20 times 10 seconds would be three point something minutes, you know? So, so after that, we divide it and we get the average of whatever time they've gone. And the next time they have to be a little bit faster than that. So that's an important thing. I think the kids thrive for that. I think for us, we tell them and we have a big boards and one guy is writing the averages and um, they, they really like that. I think it's important for them to have a goal time, you know? So it's not just like, let's go fast or let's go this, you know? Um, and I also agree with Miguel. I think uh, one of the reasons why I do maybe a 20% of my practice is kicking is because I use every energy system possible. You know, to me, it's very important. They need to learn how to do social kicking and chat, and they need to do how to do fast, and they need to do how to do some lactic work, and just with kicking, with pulling, even with drilling, we drill, and we, we don't just drill easy. We drill to 160, 170 heart rate, to 80% effort. You know, we descend one to four, you know, whatever it is. So I don't like drilling, just, just swimming. You know, we don't drill all out, you know, but we drill, we teach them how to change the speeds when they drill, because it's important. Like if you teach them always to go at the same speed, when they go fast, they don't know how to do it. Just forget about it. Uh, uh, you know, can I add a little bit as well, guys? Uh, also very important, you know, I think, um, it's connect your kick to your stroke. Uh, if I missed anything, if anyone said about it. But you know, very often I've, I've seen such a, like, and Serge, I think he said already, such a great kickers and then such a crap swimmers at the end because they, I think, struggling to connect their kick to the stroke. So I, for example, very often, like I said, we don't kick a lot, like all you just said, 12 by 100, 16 by 100, best average, etc working through different energy zones but i think which is which is also probably what definitely works uh, uh, and i i, I want to be honest we don't do that uh, we just go my favorite set uh 1075s uh, to swim your personal best of 100 meters time for example that's our goal and uh uh good kickers again uh almost every single 75 can achieve that and rubbish kickers you know you know, trying to improve week by week. So we swim uh, this or similar set uh, maybe three times a week or four times a week. So uh, apart, apart sprinting kicks and all streamline kick and all this kind of short stuff, you know, in sprinting, in sprinting days or power, power days, etc. But also what I use, and I like this drill so much, like whereas uh, uh, you start in Superman position or even streamline position, you kick, you, you, you set your best kick you can you can do and then you connecting your arms to it you connecting your stroke to it 
and uh, almost every uh, after every single kicking drill, I'm trying to apply drill because I think connection is important. Um, again, example of one of my swimmers, uh, rubbish kicker, rubbish kick. Well, I wouldn't say rubbish, just below average, uh, below average pool. Everything together, my best athlete. So, you know, uh, but this particular athlete, for example does all the drills I, I apply in the way I see them, in the way they connect stroke uh, and legs. So I think this, for, to me, this is important because at the end of the day, they have to kick and pull and swim their stroke uh, during the meet. And this is what really matters rather than, again, I might be wrong, might be just, just a lack of having maybe a good swimmers here and there, but I don't know, that's what I'm focusing. Oh, I, I think you're right with in the sense that they have to learn how to connect, you know. But but you know, I think I think one important thing that I like about kicking and pulling and is that you're working pretty hard a different uh, uh, muscle group, and then you change to a different muscle group, and then by the end of the practice, when the main set comes, they're a little bit fresher that they can connect everything. You know, we do a lot of kick pull swim in a set. Or you do 25 kick, 25 pull, 25 swim, 25 kick, 25 pull, 50 swim. So you try to change muscle groups and then connect everything. I really agree. I, I believe that as coaches, you need to make sure that the kids connect the pull with the kick. Yeah. Even if, if it's a shitty kick. You know, you watch some yeah. Yeah. You watch some distant swimmers that can kick pretty well. But then when they get in the water, they, they do that kick. The dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And, and that's the best kick that they can do for them. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, it's, it's, see, when you ask me uh, how much do you do, like, I, I don't know, maybe we're doing just enough for our, for our level, maybe just enough, but we're definitely not doing over the top like it used to be in the past when I used to swim, because I'm comparing myself what I, I have been doing in back home. I remember we've been doing like crazy sets. I remember I was holding 115s, 110s, like on hundreds of God, and then uh, I still was rather slow, I see. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, I don't know, when you ask me what do you do, I just kind of roughly try to explain what, what's our focus, but I don't know how, how much do we do. Like, oh, is it a lot or not a lot? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's, uh, this is not about, uh, I think you, you, is your program successful? Yes or no? If you think it's successful, then you're doing the right thing. It's good. You know, we're just yeah. trying to share facts and, and, and things. Well, yeah. You know, you talk about Tureski, you know, you, about uh, Tureski. When Popov, when when he was coaching Popov, he would do sets of thousand. Yeah. In long course, when he the, Popov was just kicking, and he would have to do five strokes per lap. Yeah. So where he was kicking and his arm was moving very slow, perfect high elbow, uh, and he would do that for hours at a time, and. Yeah. He, and, and you watch Popov swim, he has an amazing kick. His kick was unbelievable. Yeah. And he would do sets of 1,000 with five yeah. strokes per lap yeah. in long course. Think about that. Yeah. Think about how slow you have to go to, 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 to do five strokes. You know, yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So who knows? I think... But this, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, this is, this is great. Yeah, I think... Uh, I wish more coaches would share what they do, so we can really. There's no right or wrong way. You know? It's just funny because you know you ask swimmers, mm -hmm. 
uh, like I have a, again, few, right? You, you ask them to say kick the average, pull average. And also when you just ask them to float, they actually sink, you know? So I don't know, but then everything together is actually looks all right. You know, it looks good and it looks effective. It's quite funny because, you know, just some swimmers even sinking, you know, when we talk about kick, we're talking about it's, a, a, you know, provides you opportunity, horizontal body, et cetera, et cetera, also propulsion and all that kind of stuff. But it's just um, incredible how some people are able to manage uh, the guest, I mean, guest coaches as well. I've seen many can kick and pull well, cannot swim, can, can rubbish kick, can pull well, can, can swim all right, you know, so it's kind of crazy. So I guess we have to do everything a little bit and have a golden middle in every way, I guess. Yeah, so. I, think, I think to see that, I think if you, if, for me, like, I feel like if you work on those things in isolation, like the kids who can't float, the kids who might be good at one thing or the other, even if you're getting 1% of, a, of an improvement in terms of that, that deficit, that's going to have probably a bigger than a 1% when you do go into race. Because if you're not able to float and that kick is helping your body float, there's a massive deficit there that's, that you're just overcompensating by, by using the kick. So if you can somehow try and, and help with both of that, and then, like you said before, build it into, you know, in, into the full package, then you're going to find that times are going to just are going to drop quite significantly, especially at age group level. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Hey, Such. Hey, Gary. Happy birthday. Yeah, just, hey, thanks. <laughs> Uh, just wanted to add. I I found this. I just came on. Uh, just found the conversations actually pretty interesting. Um, uh, just wanted to add. You know, like we've been doing several things that were similar to what you you did before with the ten. You know, like eight one hundreds on ten seconds rest. But uh, we added an element of actually doing um uh, because it's with the kickboard and then we 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 did eight one hundreds and then on top of that we changed it up by doing a speedboat kick. Uh, right off, right off uh, the eight one hundreds, just to give a bit of element of uh, variation as well. And what uh, Ivan was talking about, the connectivity of actually working through that kick. Uh, so you work the the muscular part of it, and then you work the connectivity of it right after uh, the eight one hundreds. You know, so yeah, just just my take with the kick perspective as well. That's a that's a, a good way to tie in your pre fatiguing major major motor patterns to force connection is a very, very effective way. It's just like when you struggle learning new movements outside the water, uh, loading them, loading them with a light load, you know, we're talking, you know, three, four kilos will actually help groove a pattern and help learning of a, of a motor pattern better. So pre-fatigue is, pre-fatigue like Gary is talking about doing is a brilliant way to, to get, to get more out of, your work capacity, but also to get a higher connection ratio, ratio, so you're actually becoming significantly more efficient in the water. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Gary. Hey, have you have you bought flowers for your mother? <laughs> uh, I bought flowers for my wife. Ah, uh, my wife. mom. For your mama. <laughs> Today's the most important day of your mother. <laughs> no, not yet. I'm not that good of a son. Yeah, you're not. Uh, what what were you going to say? Uh, no, I I I agree with that. You know, and we we, we test out especially with uh, connectivity. We test out with dumbbells uh, when we do our speedboat kick, uh, just to give us a bit of variation and a bit of uh, weightage on certain angles. And we see if certain places and the plane in which we are kicking, 
there's certain connectivity. If there isn't, uh, you know, how do we compensate and actually get that feel of compensation through the weight of the dumbbells as well? I think this is something that we picked up uh, pretty well from the, and, and what Doug said, you know, pre-fatiguing the, the legs and then going into something that is with, uh, with a bit of a weight, weight on it to create uh, a bit of variation and connectivity as well at the end of it all. Thanks. So, and any, anybody else there? You know, uh, uh, a person asked, Marici asked, if the, kick, if the kick sets are mostly freestyle or mostly mainstream or a mix of both. I, I told him that for me, at, at the level that I am, when they're younger, I would work every stroke. But I, I coach main, uh, we do mostly of the kick main stroke. Or if they have their IAMers, we switch, you know, but mostly main stroke. And then we do a lot of fly kick. We call it foil kicking, like, uh, you know, kicking on your side and teaching them how to understand the front and the, 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 the front kick, the back kick, and then every part of the kick. And that's for everybody. Because most of our guys, you know, might end up swimming at 200 IM or not, and you know, or if, even if they if they are breaststroke and want to swim the 50 freestyle in yards, they're gonna need a good underwater. So we try to at least three times a week work on foil kicking. So, but I'm not sure how do you guys work when you do kicking? Do you always do main kick, main stroke kicking, or do you do, you, do you do freestyle kicking, or what, what do you guys do? I don't know, um, like in my program, for example, look, uh, this, again, I'm talking about my top, 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 top kids and then my younger 13, 14, 13, 14 kick everything, uh, like you said, that you, you, you would teach in Brutus, but my top kids going freestyle and main stroke, 50, 50, uh, just because, well, just because, like, I'm, I'm now, now I'm eliminating breaststroke in my head because my top kids, they're not breaststrokers. And just to see them doing breaststroke kick, uh, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't feel, we do it at the start of the season, August, September, more generic, yes. But as we go through the season, no. It, it, it's very rubbish. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally understand. I, I don't think you want to do a kick. It doesn't, it's not going to work for them. You know, you have yeah. to work. You just have to be careful on the volume that you do for some breaststroke kickers because of their knees for certain things. But, you know, you just have to yeah. be careful with that. Yeah. No, but to, to be honest, would you, would you do breaststroke kick if, if you can't swim breaststroke? Oh. <laughs> if I you have, never go, no, no, you never on. do it. I have some very good breaststrokers that they cannot kick to save their lives. So uh, we do we do half half. You know, some of them swim I am, so they might do half of it breaststroke. Or when when they break down too bad, we switch it to a fly or freestyle kick or a backstroke kick. So it helps their I am. But some I have some breaststrokers that they're very good breaststrokers in yards or in, in, even in long course meters, but their knees and they cannot kick very well. So even with the with the good breaststrokers, we have to be very careful with the breaststroke kick. Mm. Uh, 
So now anybody else has anything to say? Come on, guys. Nope. Hi, Sergio. Uh hey Danny. I just want to check. Uh, I mean for like breaststroke case, how would you uh like try to get them better? I mean, will you use like socks or will you use uh how do you create more resistance for their for breaststroke kick? Well, um phew. I I started to use socks this year, or no last year. Uh I like it. I think uh we do a lot of on Mondays and, and, and Fridays when we do our power sets, we'll do some kicking too in it. So we'll use buckets so they can feel the water. We use uh stretch course, you know. Um but you know I try to teach them in breaststroke how to understand which part of the stroke they need to speed up or not. So they can, because the, the biggest problem with breaststroke kick, the breaststroke is, is that they don't speed up the second part of the kick. And the problem, and it's going to be hard, I don't want to spend too much time with this because, but the problem is, is like you have the feet, you know, I don't think that's in my hand, but you have the feet, the, my feet, the, the knee, and the butt. Right? A lot of the breaststrokers try to catch the water halfway, right? and that's a total mistake. You know, unless you're Adam Petey or somebody, they, they, they do a very small kick. But a normal kick, we're talking about a normal kick. But, you know, because the, the, one of the muscles that allows you to rotate the ankle is called the sartorius. And it's a very long muscle that goes from the hip to the knee in kind of an S form. And it's very long and thin, and it's a really lazy muscle. So when you try to catch the water here, by the time your feet rotates and catches the water, it's very much at the end of the, uh, at the, at the, end of the kick. For, that's why you see so many breaststrokers going fast, 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 and out of the blue, they start going vertical, and they're not catching any water with the kick. So the idea is when they're young and they go like this, you have to teach them how to speed up from here to their, to their gluteus, to the butt speed up so when you speed up you create a kind of a spring motion so the ankle rotates so if i go like this for example if i'm like this i speed up and here boom i can catch the water here make sense and this is going to be like if this is the length of my kick and normally i will be catching the water here when i speed up and i make the sartorius be like a spring motion i can catch the water here do i make sense so you as a coach, you have to pay a lot of attention to the young kids and teaching them how to speed up. And when you speed up your heels towards your butt, that doesn't mean that you're going to do more kicks per 25 or per 50. That's no, no, no. When you speed up the, kick, the, the heels towards your butt, the second part of the kick, you can catch the water better. Then you're going to do less kicks normally and go faster. Do I make sense? Sergio, that's a good, good point. I think that... On top of that, like speeding up that area is, is what I say to my guys is getting rid of the dead part of the stroke because actually if you just do what is streamline arms and you just pull your heels up to your bottom, actually if your feet are slightly turned out, you will move backwards. <laughs> like not, not just stay on the spot. Like I've, I've tried it in one pool at home. Like you literally, you move backwards. If you don't, you know, if you're not able to just get that, out the, get that bit out of the way, it gives you a spring straight into the actual propulsive motion of the stroke as well. I think that's 
you know, another reason to do that. Exactly what you said. Sure. And if you, if you watch, if you watch your swimmers, the younger swimmers, if you're a head coach and you have an actual coach, every once in a while, go and watch their kids. And you'll see that most of the kids are not really, they have one good kick and then the next three are halfway, halfway, because that's comfortable. It's natural. To rotate your ankle, it's a very unnatural thing, Danny. So before you start using socks or anything, you have to really teach them how to speed up the second part of the kick so they can turn out their feet earlier and catch the water and push. Do I make sense? Yes. Yeah, you do. And, you know, sometimes with a very simple, you can have a stretch goal and hold, hold the stretch goal, have them swim kick and hold the stretch goal, let them lose kind of easy and then hold it so you can create a little more resistance and they can feel that kick. And another drill that you can do is have them do vertical kicking against the wall. You know, if they do vertical kicking against the wall, their knees are not going to be able to, to really, because you don't want your knee to be looking down. So their knee is going to be in the right position and they're going to be able to feel their heel going up to, towards the butt. That's a very important part. Speed up your heel from the half of the kick to your butt, always. Boom, boom, boom. So from the half as in, maybe can you repeat that again, uh, where do you, uh, the, the speeding up area? Like, like for example, if this is a normal kick, uh, what you want to do is you, from here to here, you want to speed up. Not, not, not all of it. You know, you have, you recover, and then the second part, you speed up. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, so this is your foot, your knee, and your butt. So you start the kick, start the kick, and when you're here, then you speed up. Make sense to the back. It's not the whole, the whole, because if not, you're going to end up losing the water. You want to speed up, push, boom. Speed up, push. Speed up, push. Make sense? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about the kick being a two, two zone kind of thing. And I always thought about it as a, as a one smooth motion. No. On the... <laughs> it's like the breast, of, the breast of pull is the same. The breast of pull, you, this is a slow and this is fast. So if, if, if imagine if you have uh, if you if you count from here to here to ten, let's give it a number ten. Right? That will be a full stroke of restroom. Ideally, doesn't matter how fast or how slow. You should go like doesn't matter how fast the swimmer is. You should go a seven here and a three here. Make sense? Because you want to catch the water, you want to hold the water, and then when you try to go fast all the time, that's when you lose the catch. Make sense? So you have to think yeah. about that timing too. Thank you. Sergio. Yes. Sergio, just to add on what to, to Danny's question, right? Uh, oh. You know how like there are like those three quarter breaststroke kick and like those like uh, a full heel to butt kind of breaststroke kick. How much, like, like what's your, what's your stand on that? And yeah. also like how wide, you know, of a kick, you know, comparison to I mean, in terms of the breaststroke kick, right? How wide should or how wide should it be? Look, like there's no, you have to understand the swimmer that you have in front of you, right? Because each swimmer, uh, the true breaststrokers have a 12 you can kick. Um, like, no, the breaststrokers, many of them have 12 you can kicks and you need to understand what they can do or they cannot do. Like, for example, if I try to teach if I have, to, if I try to have Kevin Cordes speed up to the bottom of his, to you know the last part, 
he could do it, but he would lose the front. So we had to compromise. Make sense? So you have to understand. Adam Pity has a very small kick, and that works for him. He can keep his tempo up. You know. Now the more I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to give you a, a, a seminar of breaststroke now. But the most important thing between the breaststroke pull and the breaststroke kick, who could you know? The most important thing is the center of gravity, and the center of gravity has to be constant. And how you keep that center of gravity constant always? Each swimmer is different. The center of gravity is on your hips. In the moment that it goes like this, you're slowing down. If you watch Adam Petey, Rebecca Sony, Kevin Cordes, any, any one of those top swimmers, you see that the center of gravity never moves from the surface of the water. It doesn't go this way and that way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you, you see outside. Huh? And in order for you to, to keep the center of gravity, you have to understand the body of your athlete, you know, and and the bottom line would be, what's the shortest distance between two points? A straight line. So, and if I keep my center of gravity constant, my body is going to move faster this way. If not, I have a dead point always, and I move this way. Do, do I make sense, Jerome? Yeah. yeah. So, so there is like, there is a. Like Joseph Nagy developed the perfect breaststroke uh, on a book, on, or like in theory. But you don't want to teach that because you might have one in a million swimmers that they can do that breaststroke. Do you understand? Yeah. You, you have to understand the concepts and how each, you know, the hand, the forearms, the, you know, the lat, you know, the head, the hips, the feet, everything moves and how you can adapt it to each swimmer that you have. Yeah. Any anything else, guys? Because it's midnight here, and I have uh, you know I haven't watched Netflix yet. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know uh, now now that I get to go upstairs because you know I broke my foot and I couldn't go upstairs. You know I, they had to put five screws in my ankle. So I've been in, a, in crutches or in a little thing. But on Monday, they told me that I can't walk already. So I, I'm been walking, I'm going upstairs. So maybe I'll go and visit my wife that I haven't slept in the same bed for the last two months. And, hey, honey. <laughs> uh, anything else, guys? Everything good? Thank you, Sergio. Thank you so much. Always, always great opportunity, you know, hear from you. And you know, unfortunately, I was not able to visit all all the Zoom Zoom uh, meetings because of I'm I'm part time PE teacher, so <laughs> PE teaching, you know. Hey, but thank uh, you. But it was awesome, you know. And we need more coaches, please. Anybody, you have a question? Do not just uh, put it on, on the chat. Sometimes I don't see the chat. Just interrupt us and, and, and you know you know say what you want to say some of the questions were great right uh, the goal is that we learn from everybody right and i'll be more than happy to share my experiences but let's keep moving in that direction right we had you know 50 50 something coaches here i think right now there's 52 that's awesome you know i thought there would be less and less every time but we you know it's awesome. I really thank you for 
join, keep joining. And, and if you want to listen to the talks or the American talk, because tomorrow we're going to have one with American coaches and maybe some of the ideas might be different and this and that, you can log in into the podcast, uh, not log in, go to the podcast uh, and I think I send you the link. And if you don't have it, it's, it's, I can put it here. And it's free. You can download the, the, the talks. So far we had in one week, 33 different countries that have downloaded the many talks and there's 22 episodes so far. So, so it's all for you. It's going to be there. And some of the presentations that we've put, you know, uh, they're, they're there. And I'm going to try to, if I can put the video somehow, may, I might put them in YouTube and put the link over there. So you guys can, can watch those two videos that, that I sent. Awesome. Thank you. Oh. Great. Thanks, Sergio. Yeah, Thank have, you very much, Sergio. Have a beautiful day, guys. Thanks, Sergio. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Sergio. Flowers for your mother. Thank you. You I will. Thank God. Bye. Thanks, Sergio. Bye, guys. Good night, Sergio. Thanks, Sergio. Good night. 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 Good night.